And welcome to another edition of the Barstool Philly Sports and Life Podcast. I'm Smitty. I'm here again with at Barstool Franco and Chris Spaggs checking in as a special guest at Chris Spaggs on Twitter. We'll get to everyone in a minute, but like every week, we are brought to you by DraftKings. Millions of millionaires are being made every week all season long at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site. One-week fantasy means no season-long commitments. You can play whenever you want. If you got an injured player, no problem. It's like a new season every week, so you're never stuck with the same bums you keep getting hurt. You can pick your teams in minutes, and you can be on your way to winning huge cash. This season, one listener turned 10 bucks into 5000 Another turned $2 into ten grand, And as you know, a new millionaire has been crowned every week this season at DraftKings.com. So head over to DraftKings.com now and use the promo code HIKE. Again, DraftKings.com. Bigger events, bigger winnings, bigger millionaires. Play Enter HIKE now to play for free at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. That is DraftKings.com. And welcome spags how we yeah, doing great today? Read, i love it love the good ad copy coming out oh i read that motherfucker every week and it's a great read it's a great site DraftKings, go to it i play every week you listen to those fancy football podcasts we play we do well we have fun but i i that should be memorized by now and i'm not even close i butcher it that that's a long it's not please for for, for professionals i mean i'm nowhere near a professional <laughs> oh, but like what do you mean a pro- I, i'm talking i'm just talking about a, a literate you should be able to memorize that yeah by now and i'm there was some theatricality in it though that i really appreciated you put a little flair in on a couple of sentences it sounded great i mean you do what you gotta do it seems like you have drama training from high school (sighs) (laughs) got some sort of training but the reason we have spags on today uh whether you know it or not spags is the official uh dallas cowboys fan yeah, the, oh, uh, what an honor it is. I hear from it. I hear from people every fucking time. Thanksgiving was the worst, by the way. Uh, I don't know sh- if you caught that or because you were on some of my at mentions. But. I, I, I caught it because you, we're, we're going to get into that. <laughs> it was amazing. All, all that. But, but as you know, I'm the Eagles fan. Uh, Franco is, is, a, is a Patriots fan. And and Spags is a Cowboys fan. So we basically have the trinity of douchebag whoa, 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 for, but- for all other and for everyone else. Out there, who it was any other fans that are all the three teams? Yeah, but I'm a Patriots fan because I'm from New England. You're an Eagles whoa, fan whoa, whoa, from whoa, Philadelphia. Whoa, 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 we'll get into that. <laughs> like, right. like it or not, like not everyone Barstool has met each other. I mean, it's just the way it is. Uh, people are asking, "Oh, uh, you're a fucking loser for not being invited to Kevin Clancy's wedding, huh? Oh, uh, would be left out." Like, I met KFC one time in person. I, he's not invited to my wedding either right now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, but, but we're all we're we're all very cordial and we're all friends. Like I talk to you like almost every day on G Chat, and and you know, whether it's business or not. And uh, but 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 I don't really know the background of of Spags. Uh, what, what, so what I've got is what you grew up in New York. Yeah, I grew up in the South Bronx. We were like the last white family in a neighborhood that kind of got. Okay. Um, I don't overrun sounds like a bad verb to use, <laughs> um, but but got consumed by by like minority people. And um, we were like one Italian family, then the Irish family moved away while I was growing up. That was across the street. And um, yeah, like I, I mean, I'm, I'm a Bronx kid. I just don't carry the accent or the New York teams. Okay, so so you grew up in the Bronx and you went out to USC. Yeah, I wanted to get as far away as possible for college because I just thought um, I went to like a private school because basically my local high school was like the kind that would get you stabbed if you're a white kid. Um, like they were, uh, they had metal detectors and shit before yeah. that was a thing like nationwide. It's like it's like do the right thing. Yeah, basically, like that was that was really what it was. Like kids legitimately got stabbed in the middle school. That was a couple blocks from my house. Um, so for my family, they were like, "All right, we have to study at a private school." So I went to private school from middle school on, and then all the kids at the high school I went to were all just like 
oh, I'm going to go to Columbia, I'm going to go to NYU, I'm going to go to like all these East Coast schools. And I was like, no, I just want to get as far away as possible from the bubble and, and go live and go hang out with blonde girls and see how that goes. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, as you should have. If I, if I had to do all over again, I'd be going to a fuck Division three football. I'd be <laughs> running my mouth and everything else at a big-time football college. Oh, yeah, like Florida, like I think, like in hindsight, you go to the cheapest possible state school that's not terrible, not going to leave you like exiting the school fundamentally retarded and (laughs) just like, like, you know, have a great time. Go somewhere with good co-eds, go somewhere with good football you can root for for the rest of your life. Like that's really all you need, I think. Exactly, exactly. Now, I think I'd be too much of a pussy. Like like if if I had to do it over again, I think I'd still be too much of a pussy to take my chances on the West Coast alone. I think I'd still have to go or like... Maybe I knew one or two people going in or just be a little bit closer to home. Right? I mean, more power to you just going straight for the smokes. Like, oh, that's... yeah. For me, like, I just went out there and, like, I remember I had one moment when I first got there and it was, like, right before, like, everybody started to actually move in because I had, like, a scholarship thing to go to. And I was, like, rolling my little <laughs> wheel suitcase, like, through campus. And I was like, did I do the right thing right now? Because, like, there's just nobody around. I have no clue anybody is. So, so this is 10 years ago and, and you had... Uh, 10, 10 plus years ago and you and you had you were the you were the kid with wheels on the suitcases you were that guy yeah i mean i just moved here with like some clothes whatever my finest fubu attire that i had left from my bronx life <laughs> you didn't. and uh, i had a little like i don't want to steal kfc shtick but like i had a little bit of a of a wiggery let's say a, a wiggerish stage well, we, i guess we call it swagger now right yeah. oh, nah, i want to call it swagger now i mean it, urban swagger no it's still it's still wiggish I, 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 I don't know what the kids use nowadays full yeah right. I, well, I, urban urban is a polite way of saying it I it's guess. something it's something <laughs> okay but but after 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 usc uh where where'd you where'd you where'd you move to after that so i moved right back afterwards because la is kind of a weird city to be in um like i just didn't like the people there like the school was fine it was like a you know a normal big college experience but like i felt like i had a ton of like acquaintances out there but very few friends like people i could go out to a club or to a frat party or whatever with but not people I could just talk about whatever bullshit and play like Smash Brothers or whatever dork shit. No. Like that's kind of like who I realized I was. I just like to just bullshit and hang out and whatever. And I felt like LA was like, what are you doing? It was all people just trying to kind of glom their way onto things. And I think <laughs> that was sort of where I realized LA wasn't for me. Did you, did you stay there through the summer too? Uh, for yeah, for most of the summers. So, I, let me like, ask the you first this. Freshman summer, I done because I, I I've debated on moving to the West Coast, but everyone from the East Coast says it sucks not having seasons. It's just the same yes. every the whole year. It's just the same day. Yeah, it's weird. Like the Christmas part is the strangest thing because like that actually made me like homesick for the first time. Was like I saw palm trees with Christmas lights on them. It's like sixty five, and I'm wearing a sweatshirt to go to class, and I'm like, oh, this is great. And then like the you know the second week of that, you're like, it doesn't get colder, huh? And there's this fucking these like palm trees just mocking you with their like audacious Christmas lights, and it just didn't feel right yeah. to me. Yeah, that, so I think that was one weird. part of it. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm an East Coast guy through and through, but. Fuck it if I'll take shorts weather every day of the week. No, you get sick of it. Oh, I don't know about that. I think it's like a, as a late 20s guy, like after you've had a taste of adult life here, then it's like, oh, fuck. Like I didn't appreciate that at all. And now I would go back and like I'd be totally OK living on a beach and it wouldn't be a problem. So, so you moved back to New York and you've been there ever since. Yeah, like my I just started working in public relations when I got back. I worked at WWE. I worked for an agency. I worked at a couple places and then immediately like realized public relations sucks and I didn't want to do it. Okay. Um, okay. So, so, so that's a pretty good backstory uh, upon location of Chris Spax's life. Now, your parents um, were, were your parents New Yorkers through and through, or did they grow up anywhere else? Yeah, they were both New Yorkers. My mom grew up in the Bronx. My dad grew up in Queens. So, my dad rooted for all the New York teams, and uh, 
that's I guess that gets to the point of of liking my douchebag teams. Well, okay, well, it brings it brings it brings up the the point of you 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 didn't grow up in uh, you, you grew up in New York and your parents grew up in New York and you ended up a Cowboys fan. So me not really knowing anything about you, I already know everything I need to know about you. <laughs> You, Everything no, you I need think to know. You do and everybody else thinks they do, and like it's actually like it's actually kind of a weird thing. I've thought about blogging about it before, but nobody would like. I just think people don't care about to know shit about me because like I don't, I'm not like pompous enough to think that people want to hear about. Oh, why does why does Spags like the Cowboys? Well, this, no, but but this is this is one of those things in which you have to admit, like, like this is a pretty douchebag thing. <laughs> like, like if you're not rooting for your team, like, like under my, my, my guidelines for, and I think I speak for most of America guidelines for rooting for just sports teams. Either you grew up in the area, your parents grew up in the area or your parents or, 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 or you were born in one spot and moved somewhere else. Like, like right. there, there's really no other way. Of of having that sort of loyalty for 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 a team, and I just the the, the only way you or anyone else who grew up in the '90s became a Cowboys fan is you know, you were bandwagon. There's no other way to explain it. You were bandwagon fan. So I'll, I'll give you. So this is actually something. I've or you hated your today. father. Or you hated your father. Or both. Oh, just gonna get. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely deep. it's a little bit more of that. Um, not. <laughs> oh God, here we go. But yeah, it's gonna be like crying by the end of this. Like, oh, my dad. No. Like, hey, that, that's a that's a Philly sports and life podcast staple. Crying by the end of the show. <laughs> this is daddy. Trust issues. me. This is this is therapeutic as it gets. Do we want? Do we want? Whiskey you listen. For this, yeah, you listen to the poker podcast. I was crying inside and out by the end of that. That was a good. That was a good one, by the way. That didn't get enough props on the site, but I feel like that was a really interesting thing. That like there needs to be some way to let everybody hear that. Uh, it's it, it was it, that was more for me than anyone else. To be honest with you, because I was finally honest with myself after he just, five years of suicidal thoughts. He just came in and he just poured. He's like, "I'm gonna need a, some whiskey for this," and just poured. <laughs> that's a, glass that's a real it. talk thing. That's yeah, oh, it was it was a real talk thing. And now and now it's your turn with your father. So what? Um, what, what so yes, yeah, so like growing up, my my dad is always really competitive, and um and I was actually trying to find the thing that like I remember as being I don't want to say traumatic, but like the thing that kind of keyed it all in. We used to play this board game when I was four or five, I think four. Um, and it was like a game where you would blow a little puffy thing, like a little, I don't want to say like a koosh ball, but like a tiny, tiny version of a koosh ball, like a Hungry Hungry Hippos ball size koosh ball. You blow it around the board and my dad would like fucking go hard and want to win that every time. He was like an asshole. He was a competitive asshole. He's a, he's, the, he's that guy who gets competitive at board games. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. against his four-year-old son. Like yeah, he had you, to who, would flip, who would flip the risk board and fucking stomp out the Monopoly dollars and spaz if he starts losing. I know. I'm that guy, too. I mean, your dad will get along. <laughs> I mean, that's basically, like, what I kind of inherited. So when we were picking teams, like, I started to get into football in 89. So I was I just turned five. And my first memory of football was being was watching a Cowboys game with my dad. Or actually, I think of any sport, was watching, a, like, a Cowboys game with my dad. It was Cowboys-Giants. And there was the year the Cowboys were 1-15. And I was like, and he was like, I fucking hate the Cowboys, blah, blah, blah. I was talking shit about the Cowboys. The same thing that anybody who talks about the Cowboys does. And, um, and like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to root for these guys. And they got crushed. Like, they got, like, yeah, I think like Lord Taylor had a couple sacks. Like, it was just a fucking massacre. Yeah, it was and, the Bounty Bowl in 89 where uh, they got shut out, like, 28 nothing. 
Yeah, that was it. And then that, that made me cry. Like, I, I think I cried like a like a fairly little bitch, maybe a mid-sized bitch, but I was definitely crying. Did your dad... Because I, I just felt like your, I was bad luck for the team. Did he make um, funny while you were crying? What was that? What, did your dad make funny while you were crying as a five-year-old? Uh, no, no. He was like, oh, it's not that bad. You know, not everybody can have a good team and like all that kind of patronizing see, see, shit. See, see, okay, okay. Wait, wait, wait. That's, that, that's, where, that's where it's your dad's fault that you're a Cowboys fan. Because oh, if yeah, I had absolutely. a son, if I had a son, like, like, it's one thing being competitive, like, against teenagers or up in, like, board games and stuff. You let you let kids win. But 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 that point aside, if I had a son who was a Cowboys fan, A, and B, doing it out of spite, I wouldn't – there would be – it's like – that's basically like a son coming out of the closet <laughs> when they're it, five it years old. It should have been a moment where he, like, looked in the mirror and was like, wait, this could go off the rails pretty fast. Yeah. Exactly. I would be doing everything in my, in my power to try to get you back on the, on the, or get you back towards the Jedi side. I mean, you're so far in the dark side at that point. Like, like you, you, you're you going to be gone for the rest of your life. Like, like, what, your dad didn't try to, you know, make you an Eagles fan? He just started spiting you back? Yeah, I mean, I think he just enjoyed the whole, like, I think it made the games more interesting. I don't know. Like, I, I as a person who's, like, gambled in the past and doesn't as much any now, like, I kind of like having extra stakes on things. And, like, I get that logic. So I think maybe that was part of it. Was that, like, oh, this could be our thing. And maybe it started from an innocent place and then kind of, like, went, went a little only deeper. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, I, he never really tried to get me back on the Giants' side. Are you an only child or do you have any siblings? I'm an only child. Okay, so so you you that took the front of Eric. Yeah, surprising. Yeah, you're his I'm, pride and joy. My dad was an only child too, though, so maybe that kind of I, there's huh. probably some deep Freud shit to analyze here, but I don't know where where that begins. Jet like decades ago with my dad's upbringing. So this is five years old. He's this competitive with you? Yeah, I mean that was basically what it was. Like I I mean I was born in '84, so I think it was yeah. the Bounty Ball. I think was like that November or something like that. Yeah. Um, so I think that was like I just turned five. That's awesome. All right, so uh, at least we got an explanation <laughs> to why I it's you know. I'm I mean, not... like, like honestly, like just to give you guys one more like story that kind of sums it up. I used to play my dad in basketball all the time, one on one in the, our backyard. We had like a little cement backyard that was shitty, and one of those like hoops that you put cement stuff in the bottom and and like put it in your garden, and like basically that was what we had. And um, I started getting good and tall, like at around like 13, 14. And there was one game he beat me. He used to fucking prison rules me. Like, he would just shove me into our little garden thing. Like, just, like, aggressive. And he was, he was like, a big dude. He was, like, 5'11", like, 220, I want to say. Stout. Um, yeah, stout. Like a George Costanza, but a little taller, I guess, yeah. would be about the best physical comparison. Why but looking? athletic for a fat guy. So, I guess also maybe, like, George. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, like, we, he played me one day. I, I lost by two points. We went to, like, you know, I think game was, like, to 11. We went to 17. And, I um, mean, he never played me again. Never played me one-on-one again because he didn't want to pass the torch. Yeah, that's yeah, really. I, I, I don't. I, I I don't agree with that. If that's true on your dad's side, that, uh, guy, I I. Did you guys ever hug it out after that or at all? We were fine. It just like, but with stuff that had like an air of competition to it, like it never, um, like it never got to the point where he was like okay with losing things, and and that's fine. Like I kind of have a a more refined version of that competitiveness now. Like I don't like losing. Like I don't like you know even if Barcelona was trafficking someone, that pisses me off. Like there's shit like that. That kind of has been ingrained and I use it positively, but yeah, like I definitely could see how that kind of sounds be. like the reason why Smitty lost all his money in poker, not what? continually trying to outbet people when he was losing instead of staying by your, well, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that got alpha male him sometimes. Yeah. All right. So, uh, <laughs> see, I, I, I can't, I can't fathom not being an Eagles fan solely because 
my dad and I enjoy going to like the games so much. And like like growing up, we didn't see eye to eye about a lot of things, but we always had the the Eagles that we could always talk. We it, it wouldn't be like he'd be driving me in a car somewhere, and like we both be hating it. Like when I'm like 16, 17, or in college, and we'd just be like, yeah, so. Uh, we think McNabb's going to do this week. Like, it's the only thing we can really talk it's about. common ground. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the only really common ground we had. And the things obviously got better over the years, but I, outside of an Eagles game, I couldn't tell you the last time we hugged. <laughs> like, that's, I don't know if that's, yeah. like, charming or sad. I, like, uh, it, it, it is what it is. That's, like, when you realize that you've both grown up. Yeah, I guess. Like, but, I mean, it's a, that's what we got. That's what, what, what we got. What, what a standard, though, for, for a guy like my dad and I – we, we're still confused whether we shake hands or hug when we see each other. What do you do? What's your normal thing for your dad? It's shake hands. Well, for me and my dad, it's shake hands. What about you, Spec? You go home, you see your dad, what do you do? Um, my dad's out of the picture now, uh, but my parents got like a late life divorce. We're just, this is getting too fucking real, by the yeah, way. All right, all right, we'll back up. We'll back up. <laughs> they got divorced when, um, when I was 25, so like it was like a pointless divorce in my mind because at that point I think you just ride it out, but that's, you know, that's their deal. But I, well, before that, you know, a hug. I mean, we're an Italian family, so like a kiss on the cheek. I think oh, you're Italian? What was that? You're an, you're an, you guys grew up in an Italian family? Yeah, my family is um, mostly oh, that, Italian. I'm like a mutt because my dad was adopted and has like some ethnic shit that went on that side. But we're we are like fundamentally Italian. We celebrate Christmas Eve and all that shit. All right. Well, now, now you're making, me, now you're making me feel bad that uh, you're making fun of you because you hate your dad. Oh uh, no, it's. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like I, I'm you know a pretty you know actualized adult human being. So it all kind of I kind of compartmentalize it as it is. But all right. So it's your dad's fault then. Yeah, and it's your fault. Yeah, it's your dad's shit. fault and it's your fault for not growing out of it. Exactly. I mean, yeah. but I think you pick. I a mean, team you, right, right now, now, right now, if you were a man, you should go back to being a Jets fan or a Giants fan. Ugh, no, because wow. like you, I have my team. Like I've grown up rooting for them. Like I can't change it now. Like I've been doing it for twenty five years. Like I can't. I, I can't know if no I respect back. if I respect that more that he won't go back. Like he's riding it out. I don't know. I, I think I think at some point you got to go home. Since ninety seven, it's, it's been it's miserable being a Cowboys fan. Like it's been absolutely miserable, top to bottom. So you started really. Try, in, try being an Eagles fan all your life. At least you got three fucking rings. I'm gonna stay out of this conversation. <laughs> but they mean nothing because, like, that was that I didn't appreciate it then. Like, every team I've rooted for has won a championship the first year I've rooted for them, and okay, every sport. Well, what, what are your What are your four major teams? So, tech. I mean, I'm mostly root for the Cowboys, Bulls, and USC. Um, the Bulls was, I think, more of a frontrunner thing because I kind of got into Michael Jordan when I was yeah, a little. Kid. Wait a minute! What the shit? Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> this have nothing to do with your dad. Sixers sucked, or, or not the Sixers. Let's, let's not gloss over. He said. All of his teams, the first year he started liking them, won championships. So that that's the reason why. Okay, when did you start liking the Bulls? 95 in the middle of their fucking... No, no. I had Jordan posters on my wall when I was a little kid. I think, like, I kind of liked... I, I mean, I remember the one I had. I had the same one everybody had with the, the fucking free throw line dunk and, like, that looked like the logo. Yeah. Um, And I had that like from when I was, I think, like, younger. I don't remember it. It was just always on my wall, like, throughout, um, throughout growing up. Um. But yeah, like for that one, like I was just into Michael Jordan because I think every kid was kind of into Michael Jordan. Um, and my dad was a Knicks fan, so I kind of took that. But at that point, though, it should have been like a, a Bulls-Pistons thing when I actually started like actually yeah. paying attention. Uh, what about baseball and hockey? You got any loyalties? Um, I don't do hockey. At all. I, I, like, I'm, I guess the Rangers, but like I don't watch hockey at all. And baseball, I, I grew up like in the Yankees, and that's the only one I could actually claim to because I used to go to the games growing up. And I went you know, before like the strike and when they like, were actually kind of shitty and and had no clue what they were doing. Uh, um, but I got out of it though, because like the Yankees, I just think aren't fun to root for. Like it's not when they were buying everyone. It like I didn't want to root for Randy Johnson. Like I didn't, I didn't see the point in that. And baseball okay. as a whole kind of lost me. 
All right. USC was bad when I went there. Like, I need to point this out. Like, USC was a legitimately bad. Pete Carroll had his first year when I went there, um, like the year before. People wanted him to fire. Like, but but, but, but you can't you can't say like, oh, I just became a USC fan out of nowhere. You were at USC. You're obligated to be a fan now. Yeah, you have. It's not like you fucking went to Michigan and became an Ohio State fan. Right. Exactly. you, You were ingrained in it. So yeah, I mean, like, I didn't go to games growing up, so, like, I didn't have, like, that frame of reference where, like, I didn't go to football games. The only games I went to were baseball. I didn't go to football or basketball. I went to baseball. So, like, I didn't really have an attachment for being there, but, like, all the other ones that actually did go to games, I like, kind of built up a little more of a of a local flavor with. I think there, there's an intriguing study to be done here about why people <laughs> choose the teams that they do. Because now that I'm hearing this, I'm thinking to myself, why do, like, why do people love their teams? Why do they not? What's the influence of the father on a son liking the team? There's probably some really interesting... Uh, no, I told you. It's either, it's either you're a bandwagon fan or you hate your father. Yeah. I said uh, that right away. Yeah, and, and here, we got, here we got half and half. Well, see, and, and here's you my... Should, you should send, write me up a thesis right now and send it to fucking... So, so here's my question. Like, I'm, I'm in Philadelphia. My wife's from Philadelphia. If we have a kid here, I'm really struggling with... It's the kid's choice. Right. But so how, can I... Uh, you have all the influencing power in the world. You can influence him any way you want. Right. But if he decides, if since he lives here, if he decides to be an Eagles fan and a Philadelphia fan over a Boston fan. I can't blame him. No, you can't That's blame his him. That's hometown. The, 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 only, the only violation I would say for, from his perspective, he can't, he can't mix and match. He can't be he can't be Patriots and Bruins and then Sixers and Phillies. Ooh, he, so you're saying it's all or nothing? Yeah, the NFC AFC team. They, I have an NFC team. I have an AFC team. That's the fucking worst. Like I, that, I don't agree with. And I, for me to do that, that means like I'm coming from to come from any sort of pedestal. I think is that's the fucking absolute worst than anything. But then there's people like like Trent. Like I I before I found out you were a Cowboys fan. The only Cowboys fan I knew on the Barcelona network was Trent. And I asked him to come on early in the season. We were doing, like, early season predictions. And I had Nate on. I was trying to do, like, an NFC East blog. And Trent's like, yeah, I just kind of liked them in the mid-'90s when they were winning. I, uh, I don't think. I don't think I'd be that good on the show. I don't really know that much about him. Like, wait, 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 wait. But then don't fucking root for him then. <laughs> like, choose someone that's a little, like, when you, more... When you live in states like that, it's all college football. Well, that, yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. Or, but, no, or, I mean, not even. I can't even imagine. For, for stranger reasons, I have a lot of friends in Alabama, and they sat me down and gave me the whole background about because I have friends who went to Auburn, I have friends who went to Alabama, and gave me the whole breakdown of the Auburn versus Alabama. But that's the South. That's What's different. That? But but they don't have a football team there. Well, no, that's, that, that's fine because it is all college football. Yeah, but what did Iowa in the, have? In the, I, college I, football and corn. They, no, they got farming. When you're on the farm I just 14 hours a day. Hey, I've been to fucking, Iowa. Yeah. It, 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 Sunrise, the sunset. You don't have much time for sports. They're, they're, that's America right there. <laughs> That's nothing else. No, it is. It's an American. It's like a. It's a Ford commercial. Dude, like I, I would say, like, I would say the only places where where where, where college football, where you don't need an NFL team because college football rises so much is, is um the South and and Ohio because everyone's Ohio State, like like everyone's Ohio State. I'm friends with uh, Nick Mangold's sister Kelly who lives right down the street here in Philly, and uh, Nick went to Ohio State. And, you know, just shooting the shit with her. It's supposed to be like, oh, well, you, you had Cincinnati Fair, Cleveland Fair. She's like, doesn't matter. It's all fucking Ohio State out there. Nobody cares. Is that is that kind of the same way out in L.A.? Since there's yeah, no L.A. was weird because I think everybody's a transplant there. So they all have their True. teams from back home. Yeah, so like it was DC. like, you know, whoever you rooted for before you moved to L.A. was like your team. And even people who grew up in L.A., I think, didn't really care about the Rams. And that's probably why they left was they didn't go. They didn't go to the games. They didn't care enough about them. 
Or they're in gangs. Yeah, probably that too. <laughs> one, one, one or the other. I don't know about that. That's what it is. All right, but uh, let's get into. Uh, we discovered why you're a Cowboys fan, and uh, now let's find out why 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 you're such a kind of. Uh, I'm just gonna lay it out there from uh, the Thanksgiving tweets. Why you're such a douche dick Cowboys fan? Uh, because I mean, it's it's the most fun we have with I think with the people who follow us because like. I mean, people don't know this, I think, when they're just like a commenter or a Twitter person or whatever, or people who are on the Barstool Reddit. Like, you know, we get like people trying to shit on us like pretty regularly, like all of us, even like Dan, who's like pretty universally beloved, I would say, more than anybody else, at least on staff. Yeah. Like people say mean shit to us all the time. So like at some points you have to give it back. And, and you know, with that game, it was and easy. That, that, was, that, that, was, that was your point to give it back when you're getting pummeled freaking 30 to 7? And oh, you're I mean, a Cowboys fan I didn't on the most hated team. Like, I, I mentioned to you on chat before, but like my girlfriend is like a big Eagles fan. She's actually from um like from the Cherry Hill area, that greater area. And she like loves the team. And like, you know, she we might have had a few drinks too. And like at that point, it's just like, well, let's just have some fun. And like I I was getting so many fucking Eagles fans. I didn't realize we had this many in like the Barstool universe. Oh, but like well, so many Eagles fans just chirping. We we, we 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 there's there's nothing better than to be able to chirp a Cowboys fan when they're down i mean yeah i'm sure it wasn't even people who were all eagles fans like i'm sure there was like some are just like fuck the cowboys i'm gonna just be an asshole and give you shit but like it was literally like 50 at mentions like at a clip just blowing up people just shitting on me and i was like and that's fine but like as as they should as they absolutely (laughs) should like i I don't I, i don't see any other discourse but it's also because like the cowboys this year i think are not the same team they've been every other year and i and i watch all the games i also watch all the eagles games because my girlfriend is like one of those people who has to watch in a game from start to finish even like fucking i guess the jaguars game isn't a great example because they were actually in danger throughout that for most of it but like she'll make us watch that entire game throughout and we have like direct ticket and like she makes us watch the entire thing from first down like the first drive to the end of the game so like i've seen the eagles I don't. I'm not impressed by the Eagles, so I think that's part of it too. Is that, like I think the Cowboys are good. I don't think the Eagles are as good as they seem like they are. Uh, point number one: uh, <laughs> If your girlfriend was a true Blue Eagles fan, her family would not allow you to date her. Uh, <laughs> I, I my my parents say you could bring home anyone you want: uh, black, white, Asian, Mexican, Latino, midget. Uh, you can come home with a guy. All the same racial qualities and height qualities. Uh, once they're a Cowboys fan, they're not invited in the house. Just the way it is. It, it's 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 cutthroat silver linings playbook. And She's actually more aggressive than her parents. Her parents are a little more like I think her mom was a teacher and her dad's like kind of a I don't I, I they're not gonna listen to this. So like her dad's like a little more of a hippie stonery type. No, and no, like, her, they're not like those Philly it? fans. They're not like the the fucking cheering for Michael Irvin being carted off Philly fans. What's her issue then? Um, she just, she's actually more of an aggressive Philly fan and a Philly person than I think, you know, than anybody else in her family or like definitely than anybody else in her family. No, no. I meant what's her issue on dating a Cowboys fan then? Oh, uh, she like, just, she, she, should she, have, she should have some morals. Yeah. I mean, she should, she'd have higher standards in general, I think, but she just <laughs> sort of tolerates it. Cause I mean, like it makes it fun. Like, I mean, it does make it fun. Like we don't get, when we lose, like she didn't bother me. Like once it got out of hand, she didn't even bother me. I was just on Twitter dealing with those guys but she's like i don't want to f- i know when you get mad and i don't want to fucking cross that um not in like a not in a ray rice way but in like a you know just not it's not fun to deal with me when we lose will you punch furniture or will either one of you break stuff when you're when you're losing no no we're not i mean we're both pretty laid back people like i mean like i i smoke so much pot that i think at this point like i don't have any energy to have any passion for no no energy no sperm nothing but 
Um, but yeah, no, she's not. She's like chill. She's like a laid back kind of person. So I think it's not doesn't get so aggressive. Okay. All right. Before we get into it, we, we the analysis part. We 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 had a bet at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. on um when was it by like week seven for a hundred dollars. You said that Mark Sanchez would take over Nick Foles' starting position, uh, or would be the starter for the Philadelphia Eagles in a non-injury scenario. Correct. Right. Yeah, I mean, and, I thought that what would happen, because I, I mean, I watched Foles, like, I watched them all last year, too, because I had on my fantasy team, even before I started dating my girlfriend, and, like, I don't, I don't love Foles, I mean, like, I, and I think that there were a lot of things that the Eagles said in the press, where, like, Chip Kelly kind of indicated that he liked Sanchez a lot, so I think that was sort of my logic going into that. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it, was a, it was a decent bet, I mean, but obviously, it, it was, it, it's a continuation of the bet now, since Foles obviously got injured, and there was right. really nowhere to tell, and the continuation of the bet uh, correct me if I wrong. If I'm wrong, is who would do, who who would finish better? Because the Cowboys, I think, were a game ahead at the at the time we made the bet, and it was who would finish better. At oh, the end I, of the I thought season, you were talking correct? stats wise because I think Sanchez no, 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 no. Good. I meant what team would finish better at the end of the season. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, if, if that's it, then then this is really this week is it? Because I read your little yeah. flowchart from the the Eagles Reddit, and I was like, ooh, that's we gotta. This is not yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, and, and and you got and you got the uh, Colts the following week who are. Who are still kind of hungry for that? Uh, for for I mean, they you you better hope the Colts clinch this week because I think they're out of uh, options for the first round bye, so they might take it easy. But I mean, even so, that's not going to be an easy game the next. No, round. I mean that that team plays up and down, so I'm not. I think the Cowboys can win it. The thing with the Cowboys that's different this year, and obviously everybody's talked about it on you know the sports shows and whatever, is they control the clock really well. They will like. They control the clock and they protect really well. And those are the two things that they haven't done well before. Because, like, I think this is the one thing that Romo and Sanchez have a lot in common is they can't play from behind. They can't play with pressure. Like, there has to be a run game and it has to be, like, at their pace. And I think that's sort of where the Cowboys are this year finally, where they can do the things that you need to do to keep a game out of, you know, the other team's hands. No, I, I definitely agree. Other than the Eagles game, they definitely controlled the cock. Yeah, that, but... <laughs> they did. They controlled that fully with both their mouth and their anus, exactly. I think. Exactly. Uh, but but going in that going in the Thanksgiving game, I I honestly, I I I thought it would be a struggle for the Eagles to win. I thought the Cowboys were going to win, and and it wouldn't surprise me if they blew them out. The way the Cowboys came out, the way the Eagles dominated that game. Granted, I'll 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 admit, Cowboys were on two and a half days rest essentially. I yeah, mean, that was sort of my tough, logic with it. Yeah. How I could kind of compartmentalize it in my head was that like. They got in at like 6.30 in the morning or, or left 6.30 in the morning, whatever it was on that Monday. Mm-hmm. Then you have to turn around. They played a night game the day before. It was a tough night game. Like, I mean, there's enough there where I could kind of write it off in my head that they, they're not the same Cowboys. But but they, they got smoked. Like, there was no way about it. They looked the worst they've looked the entire year. Yeah, but, but the only thing the Eagles have to do, I think, is shut DeMarco Murray down. That's it. Because if they get pressure on Tony Romo, anywhere near that they got pressure the first time he's he's not going to be able to survive back there he really isn't yeah i think that for the cowboys i mean the like the schemes that chip kelly runs this is what one thing that i like really envy about you being an eagles fan and everybody who's an eagles fan is chip kelly's a fucking genius like i saw when i when Thank i was you. at usc Thank like i he's a smart guy and he can out strategize everybody and jason garrett even though he's like a princeton dude like, I don't get the sense that he's like that. Like, the Eagles have fucking Navy SEALs working for them who are doing all these, like, cutting-edge things. And Jason Sports Garrett's science, like, baby. we got big linemen. Like, that's sort of all we have. And it's... I'll I, give you credit. Those linemen are, are young bucks that can block. 
yeah, I mean, they're they're aggressive and hungry, and I like that. Like, that drive when they won against the Giants where, like, Romo wasn't touched for 10 seconds at a clip was like, I've never seen anything like that in my life. But, so I think that's sort of the one thing we have that maybe they'll be good enough, but I think if it comes down to X's and O's, that's kind of where I, I worry about Chip, you know, having a shitload of advantage there over Jason Garrett. I mean, what what, what do you think? What is your honest opinion that hap- what's going to happen on Sunday night? I think the Cowboys, I, I'm hopeful they'll win um i i think if they lose you're not going to shit the bed this time like i think they have they've had 10 days off they have they like have no excuse to not be ready for this um at the same time like the eagles are the cream of the nfc east and i think that's because they're a great program like from top to bottom they're smarter than everybody else in that division and i think that's sort of where you know the cowboys can't necessarily compete well, there's really one thing, that you, only one thing you have to look at, and that is the line Vegas set. And it's at minus four right now, and or it started at minus four, and I think it went up to minus five in favor of the Eagles. And like it or not, Vegas has been pretty on point as of late with what's going on. And I think the Eagles win by three scores. I think the Eagles win by a, a parky field goal. Like, I think that's what it is. Eh, if I had to bet it, my life on it, that's what I would go with. I think it's going to be another evis- evisceration. I, I, just, I just don't think so. This team this team went into Seattle and won, and not only won. Well, but that's, like, yeah, yeah that, that, that's, that's the thing that worries me. That scared me shitless when that happens. Like, who does that? No other team. Only Arizona has gone into Seattle and won, and that was last year since Russell Wilson took over already something like 26 and two at this point and the Cowboys not even went up there and won they manhandled the Seahawks that entire game I've never seen anything like that it was I mean that's how you win playoff games and that's sort of why I feel like the Cowboys are a different team this year is they do the things that will actually help them win and like they've figured out their weaknesses and kind of worked around it so I think in, in that respect, like this Cowboys team is going to be as ready for this game as, as they can be. If they don't win this game, if they get blown out this game, like the, the fucking team needs to be blown up because we're going to be dealing with Chip Kelly for the next at least five years. I mean, like probably more if he keeps doing this kind of job. Good. Um, Good so I think like willing. if we don't win this game and we don't win the East this year, like that's a really big problem for this for the organization overall. I mean, you, you Cowboys essentially have to win out. Because you, you, you gotta win this game, and then you gotta win, beat Indy, and then you gotta win at Washington. If, if the Eagles still lose this game and win the two other games, but the Cowboys lose one, you don't get the tiebreaker. So I mean, it's not—it's still not set in stone for the Cowboys. But if you lose this week, you're done. You're toast. You got no shot. The thing is, like, I wish the Redskins had a little pride in the fight this week. Like the fight that happened today, I guess actually, I don't even know who the players were, but I was like, good, they're yeah. at least fucking doing something. Because like they fucking got it, up for that it was like game, no it was problem. like Andre Roberts and some other bum cornerback. It was a slap fight too. They're just they're just they're angry about being there. There's no but other I'll reason. Any sign of life from them at this point, like because they like that team hit the skids fast. Like they had the one win over us, which looked huge, and then they just immediately went right back to being the Redskins. I don't fucking get it to be honest. But I mean, it's the NFL. Any team has it can beat anyone else on any given day. It's just the way it is. I mean, there's really no way around it. But uh, I think what we can agree on, unfortunately, is no matter who makes the playoffs from the NFC East, whether it's the Cowboys or the Eagles, I don't see any team, again, going into Seattle or Green Bay to win. I know the Cowboys won in Seattle once, but 
the way Seattle was playing on Sunday against the, I've never seen a secondary be that fucking aggressive and taking a team basically on its back and, and, and taking the other team behind the woodshed. They were fucking ragdolling the, the, the Eagles all up and down the field on defense. And if they play like that, that, that was better than I seen them play last year when they won the Super Bowl. I don't think anyone seems going to be able to go in there or Green Bay the way Andrew, Aaron Rodgers is playing right now and take it down. And, it, and this might just be me being too in love with Chip Kelly. Like, I mean, I think that's coming through on this is that, like, I wish Chip Kelly were my dad is really what the summation of this podcast is going to be. <laughs> but, like, if anybody's going to learn from that beatdown and adjust and, like, he's the dude who I would trust to do that. Like, if I had to bet my life on it, it would be him or Belichick would be the two coaches. I'd be like, this is the guy. It's not Mike McCarthy. Like, if I had to bet money on a game, I would not bet Chip Kelly over Mike McCarthy. That's just, like... That's stupid. Like, if you're talking on pure coaching level and strategy and the obsession and the like learning and being better at things, like, that's the one thing the Eagles have over everybody else in the NFC, I think. Okay, a couple points. I, number one, I wish Chip Kelly was my dad, too. And I love my dad. So <laughs> it's, it's, that, that's absolutely fine. Number two, uh, Mike McCarthy's got Aaron Rodgers. You, you, can, you can have fucking Rich Kotite come back, uh, give him another lobotomy. And put them in Green Bay, <laughs> and and they they would they would win the Super Bowl possibly. I, it's not Mike McCarthy that's running that team. Rich, Aaron Rodgers is playing the best football out of anyone ever right now, and and it's basically as far as he can go. And and your point about Chip Kelly, for as much as I love Chip Kelly, he he wins games that he's supposed to. Every game that basically he's been favored during his tenure here. Other than the playoff game last year against the Saints, he's won. But conversely, other than that game at Indianapolis this year, and you could possibly say the Thanksgiving game against Dallas, he hasn't won a game in which he wasn't supposed to win. That includes Arizona this year, San Fran this year, Seattle, even though they were favored, I didn't you know, like that was basically a coin flip. Seattle this year, uh, at Green Bay, and Denver last year, they, where they got smoked. He hasn't he hasn't won he hasn't beaten a really good team yet and 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 uh, especially when it mattered against the Saints last year they they should have won that game and and I'm kind of I know it's his only second year he should get the benefit of the doubt but I'm waiting for it like I'm 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 just waiting for Chip to be Chip and come out what everyone from Oregon and the West Coast says he is. My thing is with a coach like him, you can't see the team twice in a year. And I think if he sees one of those teams again and can learn from it, and I think that's why with Seattle he'll have a chance. Like I think he adju- he'll adjust better than anybody else. And that's one thing that Belichick does that I think he maybe doesn't get enough credit for is if they'll they'll shit the bed in the first half and they'll come out in the second half and they'll make the adjustments that you need to make on a level that's higher than whatever the other team is doing at halftime. I think Chip Kelly's that kind of guy where like he'll see exactly what the Seahawks did. He'll study that film over and over again and he'll figure out the things that Sanchez can hit. They're not going to get crushed by by Brown or by whoever else or by Sherman. Like I think that's sort of where he's a difference maker. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a very fair and uh, accurate point, to be honest with you. And, and with Mark Sanchez just being behind, like I, I want I want that man to succeed so much, but I just don't see it. I I just don't see it. Even Foles, like like Foles is in his second year, and and, and he's he's something like fourteen and four under Chip Kelly starts. And before he got hurt, and but I mean, he's going to be going through growing pains. I don't think we've seen 
the potential, the full potential to what he has to offer. But I think we've seen the full potential what Sanchez has to offer. And he he's not the type of guy that's going to be able to put teams on his back and win like a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers and uh, or even a fucking Joe Flacco when he's hot two years ago. Tony Roma. Super Bowl. Like the or kind Tony, of guys I, you can just build a team around. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Get all get the next quarterback from Eastern Illinois drafted. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> with Sanchez, like the thing that surprised me is that he doesn't throw deep balls. Like he he has a good arm. He like he doesn't throw him. He's like afraid. And I think that's where the Jets thing comes in. Is he's like a fucking he's an abused dog right now. And Chip's scratching him behind the ears and doing all the things. But then as soon as shit goes south, that dog is like snarling. You see the lip starts to curl. Like that's what Sanchez is. He's just well, like a he, little shelter dog who needs like. He needs like a year of great confidence building for he'll be anywhere ready to compete. Fuck, fuck, fuck throwing it deep. How about you just go through your progressions once, Mark? Like, there were so many open balls last week that he just missed. He just flat out missed. And it's solely because he has tunnel vision. And you know it was like that with the Jets. And he made bad decisions with the Jets. And you could see him being shaky and making bad decisions. Just had a bad instinct with the Eagles. And, and I... I know he's made it to two NFC AFC Championship games as a rookie and second year player, but I mean, I, he he's gonna have to, he's gonna he's gonna have to play better if he's gonna lead this team to to Super Bowl. It, it all depends on how the game flow breaks. Like if he if they're ahead and like or they pull ahead or they get one of those touchdown passes that like that he hasn't maybe been hitting every week. Like I think that's how it goes. Like when he came in off the bench when Foles got hurt and he was just fucking throwing passes and every pass was like a dart right on where it needed to be. Like, that's when he's at his best, when he doesn't have to think about it, when things are going well. But, like, if it goes off the rails at all, like, it's – that's – even if it's for one drive, like, I think he just immediately gets, like, right back in the shell. All right, one last question before we sign off about Tony Romo. Who is lighting his tampon on fire if he goes down before taking a sack like he did five times on Thanksgiving? <laughs> the, I've, the never, seen, like, I've never seen someone create – Brandon Whedon come in. I've never seen someone create – I know – one thing about Tony Romo is you can't hate his heart. Guy's a tough fucker. Guy is a really tough guy. But I've never seen someone go in a fetal position so quickly <laughs> on Thanksgiving when, when, when he heard footsteps around him. He didn't step up in the pocket. And both of them were on third down. He just went down and cradled up. I, Peyton does it. So maybe that's like, it's, it's okay if Peyton does it. Like, that's kind of a good rule of thumb, I feel like. Like, that's what I'm going to go with here. Yeah, Tony Romo ain't no Peyton Manning. Well, who we is? Who is? Yeah, well, okay. Well, who else is going in the fetal position? Between those two <laughs> and freaking uh, the guy Jim Rome um, fought on ESPN back in the day. What was his name? Chris Everett? Yeah. Or Steve, Steve yeah. Everett, and he was calling him Chris. Oh, yeah, Jim Everett. And then he yeah, kept calling him Yeah, Chris, Jim yeah. Everett. <laughs> the, the, the tennis player, right? <laughs> I bet you won't call me Chris one more time. Bet you I do, Chris. Oh, that's Romo needs those Rome clip. balls. That's really what it comes down to. Romo, Romo needs... Roman needs Jerry Jones to to lay off the team a little bit. That's that's what everyone needs down there. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Four and a half point favorite. It's uh, not only for the NFC East, but uh, for a hundred bucks between myself and uh, at Chris Spags. Spags, thank you very much for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Chris. All right. Uh, yeah, at Chris Spags at Barstool Franco at Smitty Barstool on Twitter. Uh, check out the Fantasy Podcast this Friday. And go birds. Boo.